let's go to money time sleep. This is a really, really cool kind of a term that y'all might not know about. I just learned about myself and it has nothing to do with what the picture says. I just wanted to kind of have a cool picture. It has nothing to do with actually acquiring money. Just like sleep debt has nothing to do with actually being in debt. I don't know, maybe people think money terms help us think about sleep better because I don't know. Anyway. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vibing Out with Texany. I'm your host with the most, Texany, aka Mr. World Vibe. And what we have here is a community to give local voices a public platform of shared ideas, knowledge, and perspectives. So, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to this sleepy September series we got going on, where I'm basically giving ideas giving information and knowledge all related to sleep. As many of you guys know, it's Sleepy September, the first of seven months of challenges in our seven-month marathon challenge group that we have going on right now on uh, WhatsApp. If you'd like to join, you can join for October, right? The September challenge is already underway, and it's been going really well. So if you want to join, message me. You can join starting October 1st because we have a new challenge every month. And thank you for everybody that's in that group. Shout out to everybody in that group. We finished our first full week of tracking our sleep. It was so interesting seeing all the sleep debt. Some people had no sleep debt. Some people had tens of hours of sleep debt. I know I was in the mix too, somewhere there. And it was really cool to see how people are taking their sleep very consciously and they're realizing when they don't have any sleep debt. One person in the group said, they have so much more energy. So it's really important to learn about these things and I'm excited to do another episode today and share some more information. First of all, if you have not subscribed yet to the podcast, make sure you do so. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you're listening, make sure you subscribe. I drop episodes every week, damn near every day. Seriously, I'm dropping episodes as much as I can these days to keep y'all informed and we have some feature episodes coming soon. So make sure you're, you're here for that. So let's get into this episode without further ado, sleep hygiene and money time sleep. So sleep hygiene we'll talk about first and then money time sleep I'll have, I'll share a little clip of a presentation I did, right? I've definitely learned a lot about sleep. I've done papers, I've done assignments, I've done research, I've done podcasts, I've done lectures about sleep to others. So here I am in this episode, and I'm just going to go through an article that I found really great because it really sums up the different parts of sleep hygiene really well. So I'll read the article, and I'll kind of react to it. It's from sleepfoundation.org, and it's about sleep hygiene. What is it, why it matters, and how to revamp your habits to get a better nightly sleep. Sleep hygiene is very important to understand. It's an entire term. There's, It's just like regular hygiene, like you take care of your uh, face or your nails or your body. It's, it's like a different type of hygiene, but it's super important. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that this is an entire term with a definition, with different ways of increasing and decreasing sleep hygiene. So let's get into it. And I really hope this resonates with you. So let's start. So it says paying attention to sleep hygiene 
is one of the most straightforward ways that you can set yourself up for better sleep. And again, that awareness does so much, just being aware and prioritizing it. I made an episode just yesterday called Prioritize and Sacrifice. So basically just prioritizing your sleep is going to be one way to increase your sleep hygiene right off the bat. Strong sleep hygiene means having both a bedroom environment and daily routines that promote consistent, uninterrupted sleep, keeping a stable sleep schedule, making your bedroom comfortable and free of disruptions, following a relaxing pre-bed routine, and building healthy habits during the day. We're going to go through all of those in some bits and parts of this article here. So it says, why is sleep hygiene important? Well, it says obtaining sleep, healthy sleep is important for both physical and mental health, improving productivity, and overall quality of life. Facts. Okay, Everybody from children to older adults can benefit from better sleep, and sleep hygiene can play a key part in achieving that goal. Sleep is life. Right? It is, seriously, sleep is life. The more sleep you get, the more life you have. Now it says sleep hygiene encompasses both environment and habits, and it can pave the way for higher quality sleep, better overall health. Yeah, this article's kind of just like saying the same things. <laughs> but it also says improving sleep hygiene has little cost and virtually no risk, making it an important part of a public health strategy to counteract the serious problems of insufficient sleep and insomnia in America. And that's probably further than America. That's probably Canada, right? Uh, and I know Japan has really high rates of insomnia as well. People do not sleep a lot in Japan. So it's good to know that, you know, when we put more initiative into educating ourselves about sleep, we can reduce problems that we see in, in terms of sleeping problems. Because sleeping problems are very common. Lack of sleep, insomnia, sleep uh, paralysis, all these type of sleep disorders, right? Now, what are the signs of poor sleep hygiene? So I might just be calling you out right now. So when you hear this, you might fall into this category. So listen carefully. Having a hard time falling asleep, that's one. Falling asleep should not take you long, guys. It should take you 10 minutes, 15 minutes max. If you want to go to bed, go to bed. Like you should just close your eyes in your bed, get comfy and be gone. You should be that way. It also says experiencing frequent sleep disturbances. So I guess if you wake up a lot and you can't stay asleep, right? Because when you are asleep, you go through different sleep cycles, right? So you go to light sleep and you go to deep sleep. So when you're in your deep sleep, you shouldn't be waking up for random noises or random things. And you have about three sleep cycles per night. So you, you should be in deep sleep at least about three times in your sleep. It also says suffering daytime sleepiness are, are the most telling signs of poor hygiene, sleep hygiene. So if you're tired during the day, obviously that means you did not get a great sleep. And overall lack of consistency in sleep quality or quantity can also be a poor symptom of a symptom of poor sleep hygiene. So, you know, me myself from doing this um, sleepy September group so far, my goal of sleep per night was seven hours, but it looks like I get about six. Six hours is what I usually get because I put myself in bed for about seven. If I want to get eight hour, seven hours of sleep, I got to be in bed for like eight hours. I know that's who, how I am. So what I'm trying to say is I consistently get about six and I know that that's, that's the minimum that I need. So 
you it would be inconsistent of you to get like four hours one day, 10 hours one day, one hour one day, eight hours one day. It might average out to a good amount, but the inconsistency shows that you don't have a good sleep schedule. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so let's move on to how do you practice good sleep hygiene because I might have called out some people there right, in that in that past little part of the article. So let's focus on getting good sleep hygiene. Um, there's so many different things you can do. Number one, it says set your sleep schedule. Have a fixed wake-up time. Boom, that's really important for me. Mine's around 6 a.m. Prioritizing sleep. We talked about that. I said prioritize. That's super important to focusing on any goal. Making gradual adjustments. So if you want to fall asleep earlier, then you're gonna every single day you're gonna to try to go to bed at 10, 15, 20 minutes earlier and earlier. And don't overdo it with naps. Okay, naps are nice and all. A nice 15, 20 minute nap, those those bless me sometimes. But if you take an hour nap or a two hour nap, nah, that's too much. That's gonna mess up your sleep at night. The next part here is follow a nightly routine. All right, keeping your routine consistent. Right, so you know you're gonna do things. You're gonna put your pajamas on, brush your teeth, get into bed. Like you're just gonna keep have that routine of what you do before as you get ready for bed. So your body kind of knows you're getting ready to bed, getting ready for bed. It says budget 30 minutes for winding down. I like this. Like it says take advantage of whatever puts you in a state of calm, soft music, uh, light stretching, reading. Who's stretching before bed? How old are we out here? I mean, I'm, I guess some people need to stretch. Some people have different types of bodies, but I'm trying to relax. I'm not trying to stretch. That just sounds like almost like exercise, reading, and it says, okay, relaxing exercises. I'm thinking a candle would be nice as long as you don't forget to like blow it out. Um, I'm thinking some lavender, some magnesium, like a magnesium um, or Epsom salts bath. If you have some magnesium that you could apply on your on your body, such as like your shoulders or your neck, something with magnesium. Lavender is very calming as well. Um, it also says dim your lights. Of course, you got to keep the the best lights to have on are red lights because they're the shortest light in the, in the spectrum of lights. So that's the light that's going to least affect your ability to get to become tired. Right. So if you have a light in your room, make sure it's not blue. Blue lights. No, no, no. Try to have a red light or very dim, like a yellow, anything close to the color red. That's why when you have your phone, you can dim the lights on the phone. So it goes like to that night shift mode. And it's a more like reddish yellow rather than the blue light that comes from your from your phone normally. And it says unplug from electronics. So there we go. Of course, um, I read this study where every one minute on your phone that you're on your phone before bed, every one minute that that blue light from the phone is hitting your face, you lose two minutes of sleep of like it takes you two minutes more to fall asleep. So if you're on your phone for 30 minutes before bed, it might take you up to one hour to fall asleep, especially if you're the type of person who has troubles falling asleep. So it's saying here, you know, unplug from electronics. It says build in a 30 to 60 minute pre-bed buffer time that's device free. So at least put your phone on night shift mode, but even better is to just put it away and do something else like, I don't know, reading, the light stretching, lighting a candle, maybe 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 making a phone call. Right? Yeah, at least you're not on your phone looking at it. It also says test methods of relaxation, uh, meditation, mindfulness, paced breathing. And it says don't toss and turn. You know, if 
If you haven't fallen asleep in a few minutes, like 30 minutes, get up, stretch, read, go do something else, and then come back to bed, right? It also has another part here about cultivating healthy daily habits. A lot of these habits you can do during the day that will better your sleep. So if you're thinking about the sleep quality you want that night, the things you do in the daytime will help. So you're already setting yourself up for a good sleep as you go through the day. For example, uh, get daylight exposure, right? Especially in the morning, you want to get as much daylight exposure as you can when the sun's up. Be physically active, super important. And the earlier you you work out, the better. The earlier in the day you work out, the better sleep you're going to get. I read that in a book, uh, a very, very, very prominent book that I'm going to explain more in, in a future sleep episode. It says don't smoke. Nicotine stimulates the body in ways that disrupt sleep. So try not to smoke if you do. Uh, I reduce alcohol consumption, especially before bedtime. Cut down on the caffeine in the afternoon and evening. All I got to say to that is, uh, yeah, caffeine's a stimulant, so it's going to affect your sleep. And I know that myself. That's one thing I'm trying to reduce is my caffeine intake, especially going into the next monthly challenge in October. Oh, no caffeine October. I'm not ready for that right now. It says don't dine late. Think about it. Why do you need a huge meal before you sleep? Don't we eat food for calories? For calories, aka food energy, why do we need energy when we're about to sleep? So yeah, avoid eating late at night. The best things to have are a snack, something light. Protein is fine to have before bed because protein you can digest very quickly. But something that's sugary or high in carbs, you don't want to have. And then it says restrict in-bed activity. You want to build a link between your mind from from your bed being about sleep. So when your head hits the bed, your mind knows, okay, this is when I fall asleep. You don't want to do things in your bed like do work, sit on your laptop and watch shows. If you have an office chair or like a desk, you should be doing your work there. Keep your bed for sleep. And one other thing, but mostly sleep, okay? And then lastly, optimizing your bedroom. So you can do certain things to your bedroom to make sure that sleep just comes naturally. Some things here says have a comfortable mattress and pillow. Of course, right? That's a little bit of an investment, but goes a long way. Use excellent bedding. Okay, yeah, you're gonna, that goes with the mattress and pillow. Invest in a good bed if you can. Set a cool yet comfortable temperature. So yeah, you definitely wanna have your bedroom a little bit colder than normal. Like it's easier to fall asleep when you're colder because your body temperature needs to go down as you sleep. That's why working out close to bed is tough because if you work out in the nighttime, your body temperature is so high now, it takes hours to lower your body temperature. It takes hours. So that's why I'm saying work out earlier in the day when you go to bed. If it's colder in your room, it's better. Even for myself, I feel like I get such better sleep quality in the wintertime. So in the winter, I don't, when it gets colder out, I feel like I don't need to sleep as much because it's colder, so I just generally get a better sleep. I don't know. That's myself. It says block out light. Yeah, heavy curtains, an eye mask, anything you can do to prevent light from hitting your eyes. Light will really impact your sleep. I read this study where the amount of light that's the size of a quarter 
was hitting a man's they, they didn't they did this in a study room they tried to put light on this on individuals and see how it affects their sleep they had it completely blacked out but the amount of light like i'm saying comparable to a size of a quarter was touching a man's knee his knee not even his eyes his knee and because we have photoreceptors on our whole body that respond to light that little amount of light hitting his knee affected his sleep never mind any light that would hit his eyes so any amount of light will affect your sleep so the darker your room is the better it says drown out noise obviously ear earplugs yeah i mean if you need to and then it says calming sense uh it says lavender here yeah lavender is a great scent to calm you down but yeah there's different ways of getting yourself your bedroom ready to sleep and so yeah that's a lot of parts about sleep hygiene so just to go over there's setting a sleep schedule a nightly routine daily habits and then optimizing your bedroom so yeah listen back i hope you can apply some of those tips and uh, yeah i think you're gonna have a better sleep if you really take into suggestion some of these ideas in this sleep hygiene article and in the second part of this podcast make sure you stay tuned because i want to talk about money time sleep it's going to be a clip from a lecture that i did and it was an amazing lecture i got a chance to talk in front of about 40 50 students online and it was a great time i explained a lot about sleep but there was one part particularly i love to explain about and it's called money time sleep so if you want to get the full lecture because the full lecture is available online it's on my patreon so make sure you get on my patreon okay the link is in the description of this episode If you join the Patreon, you have access to the full article and so many more behind-the-scenes videos uh, of podcasts with guests, uh, other kinds of like funny videos behind the scenes, all these funny type videos and just informational videos as well. So join the Patreon or also get my ebook, get one of the t-shirts. There's so many ways to support guys, but just want to share that with you and enjoy this clip from the lecture about money, time, sleep. So, so it's not just about how many hours you're sleeping for. That's not where this conversation stops. Because if we see here, this, this guy on the left, eight hours, he's crazy. On the right, 4.5 hours, he's fine. So let's go to money time sleep. This is a really, really cool kind of a term that y'all might not know about. I just learned about myself. And it has nothing to do with what the picture says. I just wanted to kind of have a cool picture. It has nothing to do with actually acquiring money. Just like sleep debt has nothing to do with actually being in debt. I don't know. Maybe people think money terms help us think about sleep better because I don't know. Anyways, money time sleep is about our HGH production. So that's our human growth hormone. It helps us stay vibrant and look and feel younger. The more we age, the less we create. So for example, a little kid can run around all day. They run around playing sports all day. Next day, they're fully recovered and they can just run around and play sports and stuff again. They have no, their, their muscles don't, don't ache. They have, they, they recover so quickly because they produce so much HGH, right? Whereas when you're older, you have more onset muscle soreness from doing the same things a kid would do, right? So this is less and less as we age. So we have to make sure we're getting more and more. And when do we produce the most HGH? When we sleep. So if you're not sleeping, you're not going to look or feel good or feel young most of it is secreted between 10 p.m 
and 2 a.m. Mostly like right when your melatonin production really begins around 10 to 12, that's when the HGH is gonna be, is gonna be in its most, its most production and most secretion. So that money time sleep is 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So if we go back to these two people, eight hours and 4.5 hours, that point 4.5 hours was someone that slept from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Whether And that eight hours might not have been the same hours. So in this picture here, we have one to 9 a.m. So there you go, that's eight hours of sleep. You feel great, you got your eight hours of sleep, but realistically you missed out on all the money time sleep. So that's why you wake up at this time, you might feel more, you might not feel like you got a proper eight hours, even though you slept for eight hours. Whereas even if you sleep from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., like that's not that long, you have, you got all of the HGH that you could have got like most of it, I would say like 90%. So it's very important on when you sleep as much as how much sleep you get. So think about money time sleep. And if you can fall asleep earlier, you will literally get more HGH. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the clip. Hope you learned something about money time sleep. It's super important. And yeah, join us next week on our next Sleepy September podcast. Stay tuned to the community because we have more podcasts coming this week, including a feature episode. So I'll see you guys then. Take care. Have a great day and have a good rest. (laughs) This has been Vibing Out with Texany. I'm your host with the most, Texany, a.k.a. Mr. World Vibe. And I'm signing out. Peace.